0: The topics and events discussed in this podcast are relative to when this podcast was recorded. Please note that they may not necessarily reflect present circumstances. instances. Hi everyone,
1: this is the Grapevine Podcast. Today we are joined by members of the World Club. The World Club is an ISM pilot club committed to enriching scholarship in the field of social studies, as well as combating social issues through service. Today's podcast is hosted by Rising Seniors. Hi, I'm Leela.
2: Hi, I'm Padilla.
1: Hi, I'm Suman.
2: I'm Lerma.
3: I'm Zeki. And uh, today we will be looking at college admissions in time of COVID-19.
1: One thing that I realize right now at a time amidst like this pandemic is a lot of colleges are battling and choosing between uh, the choice of reopening and students are also choosing between taking a gap year or still pursuing tertiary education and paying full price for it. So one of the first things I want to discuss is the change from degree-based and skill-based because I think A pandemic is an ongoing thing and it won't just disappear anytime soon. And right now, it's more important to get the skills needed for certain jobs than get like a whole degree based system where you have to be like well rounded since it's hard to go to university. At a time like this
0: yeah i mean a lot of universities have had not very clear policies regarding deferrals or gap years that are being taken year of absence especially in time of covid or doing a year abroad within their own country also people
1: are starting to take these moocs which are like these massive open online courses to get certification for certain things and to place in their resume. So instead of paying this whole tuition fee uh, of like $50,000 per year to go to college, people are starting to choose specifically to be certified into these like specific categories so they don't have to take the unnecessary courses for their jobs that they wanted to have.
4: Yeah, and I guess even the kinds of institutions they now seek out Location, whether it's close enough in the event of an emergency, is now being considered more than ever. Because before there was a lot more mobility, there's much less concern about going away, but now if because anything can happen at any time, people now are saying maybe I can forgo this more recognized name in exchange for closeness to people or places I know.
1: Definitely. Like people are going back to their home countries to make sure they're with their loved ones. And it's really hard, especially for international students like us, to choose between wanting to go abroad to study since we'll be going abroad next year. So it's difficult for us to choose, especially at the state of it's not only COVID right now, it's also the state of popular places like the US. Like, there's the problem with police and how the presidential elections are going to play out are going to deeply influence whether or not we're going to the U.S. to study.
3: I just wanted to ask uh, you guys, uh, you know, given that we're all bound for college pretty soon, how have your plans changed since the coronavirus started?
0: I'm certainly considering a gap year much more than I was before. I mean, it's, I think for international students, especially coming from Asia, the idea of taking a year off was very unheard of. But, I mean, student and famous YouTuber like Katie Goh, who was also an ex-ISM alumni, like, I think they're making it very clear that studying abroad is not as all rainbows and sunshine as it seems.
4: Because, like, my, me personally, and to answer your question, Zaki, I am one of a very lucky group of people that has American parents. So this will not be a problem for me, but I know many others who are now saying, in addition to this whole pandemic, even the political state, even the um, recent visa order that, I mean, that wasn't place for some time, that did not allow international students to remain in the United States, while they were doing an online-only degree program, many international students were saying, I don't feel wanted in the U.S. or wherever I'm studying. So many are actually considering home country education, since it will lead to the same outcome anyway.
1: Personally, for me, I started considering other countries more. Specifically, Canada, the U.S. right now, it's not. It's not only because of how the U.S. is going through with COVID. It's also how like if you don't feel wanted in the country, especially if it's the president continues to be Trump, because Trump has not to be uh, super hating and biased towards Trump, but Trump doesn't want immigrants or would rather not accept us. So it also depends how the presidential elections play out, and also how the fight against police brutality and Black Lives Matter's way out because right now the U.S. is kind of in a mess, and we'll be graduating soon. So,
4: yeah, and I know right now, um, even um, when it comes to because of course you go to college primarily seek out jobs, but even that is um being shaken up. I know um, the United States economy quarter two numbers are out and it collapsed thirty two percent. So. That, I'm sure, is going to impact a lot of international students saying, are my prospects still sunny when I go, for example, specifically to the U.S.?
2: Well, going to, like, uh, in terms of my answer for Zeki's question, I would say that although these factors definitely are making me reconsider applying to the U.S., at the end of the day, the quality of the education there is still, like, top and number one in the world, and I think it's going to be a challenge for students to balance the ongoing situation versus the the quality of the education that they want to receive. And so me personally, I feel that the U.S. will be able to stabilize. And I hope that by then, by the time I get to the country, the situation will be more or less stable enough that I can go to school physically. I mean, given that I have an Australian passport, I do get certain exceptions in terms of getting visas. So I guess for me, it doesn't really concern me as much as other international students.
4: Yeah, I guess one thing about the US that people also need to remember is um, when we say the Netherlands or Japan, we're talking about very small countries that you can get across in a matter of hours. The United States, it takes 45 hours to drive across the country. It's huge. Each state, in fact functions like a very different society in terms of not just the COVID response, but even in terms of the social values held. In a state like, for example, New York, or um, New Jersey, or Massachusetts, you're going to have low COVID numbers and people who generally will not stand for um, certain discriminatory values as much as you'd find in maybe the Deep South or Mountain West regions. So I guess it also depends where you want to end up, and how this individualized, state-level society is going to treat you.
1: For me, I feel like going to college is still important, because colleges have a huge alumni network, and using that alumni network, it's like you can kick off your job, you know? Without college, it's it'll be harder. Like, if you're just taking online courses, but it's like not, no set name or no set alumni or connections it'll be harder to get a specific job or a job in a big company so like that's that's one of the benefits I think about right now if you're still paying for like full tuition to go to college
0: yeah especially for like certain degrees in the U.S. I mean the number of opportunities you have in research jobs internships and everything that's available to you is certainly very valuable. A lot of these big name schools, it's not necessarily a part of your complete identity. You're not defined by the school you attend. It certainly gives you that step up on the ladder when you go into the professional labor force.
2: Agreed. And I think there's also still an issue with like, although there is certainly a growing interest in like the just the online degrees I think there's still a stigma against it and it's looked down upon given that like uh, if you go to one of the big name schools online degree and you claim you have it from there I guess there's like a negative stigma because they're like why don't you just go to the university itself? And I think until this stigma goes away I think that there's really going to be that reliance on universities and I don't really see the online degrees really taking over.
1: With everything going on there's also a lot of problems with online learning like one of the biggest things I've realized not only like networking with other students and professors like it'll prevent you or hinder you from like networking with other students and professors but it also affects the mental health and like the college life itself because a lot of people especially in the freshman year people go to college for the experience in the freshman year and then they become more serious as they start going into graduate studies but in undergrad freshman year people like want the experience and we're not exactly getting that because
0: we're doing it online. That's true. But I think one value of just, I mean, other than like the time zones, But say you are in the country itself. I think one value of online education is that especially for female students' safety, I mean, if you think of the numbers of sexual harassment, rape cases, especially in American college campuses, it's certainly very high. And I think it also factors a lot of decisions for female students in the college specifically they choose to apply for.
1: That's true. So safety is definitely a big plus. But at the same time, imagine you're paying $50,000, you're paying the same tuition, and you're not getting access to the same like facilities. Won't, especially as I want to pursue STEM in the future, I want to like research in a lab and have that experience in the lab, a college lab, not just stay at home. Right now, I can't even do my EE and IA experiments, and I'm just leaving it be and procrastinating. So imagine if you're in college and you have to write up out this a complicated, like, you need the expensive equipment and you you can't do anything about it.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I want to specifically pursue econ and sci as a major, but... I think just studying online doesn't give me that sort of connection I need with my teachers with my professors and my classmates to be able to pursue other opportunities within that field that are available to me in colleges that I think like I'm choosing to apply to particularly in the US.
3: Yeah, I'm, um, I'm quite concerned about how college, you know, classes will will be carried out cuz you know, we've already seen in the last few months that there are also cons with Online learning. I'm also quite concerned about the effects of the pandemic on inequalities in education, and especially college admissions. You know, um, would poorer students be at a disadvantage when they apply to colleges this year? And will, will those inequalities be worsened because of this pandemic?
1: I think this is what I've heard from someone, but personally, I think as international students who may actually be benefited from this quarantine and admissions process, especially for public colleges, because right now public colleges kind of need the funds. I feel like they need the funds to upkeep like their university and people are dropping out so and since they know international students are more willing to pay full tuition. We as international students will probably benefit from this, but I'm not sure. It's just a speculation and a guess.
0: I think you should also consider international students that are looking for financial aid, like certain low-income students in international schools, the scholarships that will be available to them. There's going to be a lot more competition, not only worldwide, but within the states as well because of the economic effects of the recession.
1: Also because I think the admissions process will be really different in general because Imagine, we missed out basically the whole of junior year, second semester, and I think we'll be missing out the first semester of senior year. And we can't do any extracurricular activities like in person, so it's really hard to do extracurriculars and internships. And SATs, a lot of schools are going test optional, so many schools are just basically going off your GPA from junior year. And we might not even be able to take IB exams.
0: I mean, IB exams this year, there was a big right. I mean, a lot of students were complaining and were really hurt because their score differential between what they predicted was and what the supposed IB algorithm gave them just based on their IAs and previous performance. I think if we were to have that same system, although it may be a little bit improved for us, but it may also hurt us because our predicted scores definitely won't have that importance anymore that they held for 2020's batch.
4: But in the end, the um, predicted scores do have a little less of a bearing in U.S. admissions. than They do, for example, for the U.K., where all offers are conditional based on the actual results of the external exams. U.S. admissions is a lot more holistic, and they base it also off of your internal GPA, And a bunch of other stuff like your extracurriculars, your essays, your rec letters, and various other um, components that are all considered in the context of the applicant. So I wonder if this pandemic will actually impact U.S. admissions in that regard a little less because they have that safeguard in the form of holistic admissions than entirely test-dependent admissions with, say, the U.K. and other countries in Europe or Asia.
1: That's true. Personally, I think our school, ISM, benefits from having no external exams because we're lucky enough to be like trained to write these lab reports and these essays from the beginning of freshman year since we've been like writing them actively. And we have a lot of teachers who's willing to help us and tutorial time where we can ask questions and like the teachers are more interactive with us. But I think that's why our school In general, did pretty well without the external exams, but I feel bad for other schools since if it's only based on IA and EE, it doesn't actually show your learning. IA and EE is just how much you prepare and how much resources you have, and ISM has a lot of those resources, so it kind of gives like an unfair advantage.
3: Yeah, again, that uh, I think that really goes back to the point about inequalities being worsened because of this pandemic. I mean, you know, in the Philippines, schools like ISM are in. Quite a few private schools are generally lucky because they got the resources to adjust to transition to online learning. But I'm concerned about the vast majority of you know, you know Filipino kids who go to public schools and where there isn't as much government funding to transition to a kind of online learning that would be a lot closer to you know to in-person learning. Uh, so th- to me, that is quite a concern, and I'm I'm not sure how it's going to play out right now.
0: Yeah, for sure. With the pandemic, it's hard for people of different economic backgrounds to receive quality education. As we are rising seniors during this time of COVID-19, it affects college admissions. Does anyone else want to add a few more things regarding this?
4: Oh, yeah. I feel like the test optional policy adopted by most U.S. colleges, including most of the top 50 ranked schools, it actually gives applicants a lot Of choice when it comes to putting their best foot forward meaning they really should submit test scores if they have one that's above the school's average if they have one that's below which would have been a liability in a test required year now they can choose not to submit it and have everything else be considered
0: we were very lucky enough to have several Testing opportunities available to us from the beginning of junior year. And I know some juniors or people in our batch have taken it even earlier before our last two years of high school.
1: Definitely. It's a, an advantage for us, but no one really knows how the college admissions process will play out. And it's ultimately with everything and with COVID going on, it's like a big limbo. We can't really be sure of anything and the future, or even if with the US will get worse and if they're gonna restrict visas again or
0: yeah i mean the matriculation rates are certainly going to be affected between 2020 and 2021 as we apply because several graduating seniors are choosing to take a year off or take a gap year and then we have to consider the university's requirements for matriculation rates per batch, and how that will affect acceptance rates of our own batch, considering, I mean, I was looking at Princeton's policy specifically on deferral, and it's saying that if you choose to defer for a year, there's no guarantee you can decide the year that you want to matriculate your Graduation year may be delayed by one or two years. I think we should
3: note what some of the what some of the admissions team are saying, you know, because of course they also understand that you know the admissions process has been you know will will change quite a lot after all this has come to pass. What messages that they do want to communicate, you know, to us students is that you know even though these times are very difficult, very uncertain, we you know we don't know what's going to happen. They urge students to you know, as much as possible prioritize their own health and well being as well these are circumstances that be, that are beyond our control it is not helpful or healthy for us you know to to be even even more anxious because it's not as though very many people are doing better than we are in the midst of these times so uh, even if extracurriculars will be likely impacted and and format of, of classes will also be impacted i think what you know all of us need to keep in mind as well is that our own health is also you know very important and that we should as much as possible strive to take care of ourselves as well
1: yeah, definitely, Zeki. Uh It's really important at a time like this to make sure you consider your health before going to colleges and making a rash decision.
3: Yeah, I think one of the quotes that they gave was, "You know, the, the college admissions teams don't want to create a pandemic service Olympics, where students are seeking out high-profile opportunities to bolster their resumes." This sounds kind of cliche, but you know, seniors who were graduated have told me, "You know, to just trust the process." Uh, 'cause we're all we're all going through this again, it's not as though someone else is is doing you know much better uh than we are, so we just have have to keep that in mind that this is a circumstance that we are all mired in uh together.
1: I guess it's time to conclude. I hope you liked listening to our podcast with the World Club. This is a two part series, so stay tuned to the second series. We hope you all enjoyed it, and if you haven't, do check out our other collaborative episodes with the World Club. Thank you.